in that land. Go ahead. Down. That's from the old church. <clears throat> That's from the old church. Nothing but joy in that land. Come and go with me to the land where I am bound. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, please turn in your Bible, if you can, to John chapter 14 verses 1 through 6. In light of what is happening in the world, uh, which, as Jesus Christ predicted, people would be going about their business uh, marrying and giving in marriage and building buildings and uh, doing what they want to do and uh, being blind to what is happening in the world not understanding that <clears throat> there is a heaven to gain and uh, a hell to shun not realizing that their time is short. <clears throat> and the truth of the matter is, everybody's time is short. When you look at eternity, and when you have men saying with a straight face, that nuclear weapons are on the table and uh, I am not bluffing. And then one of your own experts, political experts, saying that the president is not bluffing. He's going to die soon and he wants to take the whole world with him with a straight face in light of these dark clouds I turn your attention to John chapter 14 verses 1 through 6 where our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ says and by the way the King of Kings and Lord of Lords, the Prince of Peace, says, Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. 
I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. And whither I go, ye know, and the way ye know. Thomas saith unto him, Lord, we know not whither thou goest, and how can we know the way? Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Come and go with me to a land where I am bound. Shall we pray? Shift over. Holy Father God, we pray in the holy name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Indeed, the King of kings and Lord of lords, our Savior who suffered, bled, and died for our sins. And Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you for your love, your mercy, and your grace. I praise you and I thank you for your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, your Holy Spirit, and your Holy Word. And uh, Lord, hallowed be your name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, in earth as it is in heaven. Help us all to learn more about your kingdom. Uh, and Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you for the millions and the many and the manifold blessings, each and every one that you've bestowed upon me, and thus my family down through the years. And Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you for salvation and spiritual, family and life, financial and material, protection and provision, mental and physical blessings that you bestowed upon uh, me and my family down through the years and all of your saints who are in this audience tonight and Christian people who truly believe in you and who are not Pharisees and Sadducees and hypocrites but who are truly born again, and they're not Christian in name only. For Lord, you know who, you, who belongs to you, <clears throat> as you have made clear, uh, in this country and around the globe. And Holy Father God, we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, Lord, those of us who are born again and who are saved in my family and in this audience and beyond around the globe, Lord, uh, help us to get our house in order and prepare to meet you, to meet our God. 
for it appears closer one way or another than ever before. And our meeting you is uh, a reality. Uh, we just don't know when. Uh, but as the war uh, beats, drum beats get louder and louder, and World War Three is upon us every day, of course the rapture is imminent. Lord, we know not when, we know not the hour, but Lord, we know that you do. And our job is to be ready, as you have told us repeatedly. And Holy Father God, we, those of us who are saved by your grace, we have a desire to confess our sins. We have a need to confess our sins. Uh, it is not a perfunctory thing with us. It's just in us. Because you're in us. Your Holy Ghost is in us. Uh, that leads us to confess our sins, our failures, and our faults. For Jesus Christ's sake, we do that tonight by your grace. Have mercy and grace upon each and every one of us who believe in Christ in a real sense. And please forgive us of our sins. Help us to understand meeting you is imminent. Lord, help us to understand that we can be gone uh, off of this earth and in your presence before the night is over. So, Lord, help us to be real with you, for you have always been real with us. Forgive us of our sins, as we from our hearts, by your grace, forgive those who have sinned against us. Uh, thank you, Lord, for helping us to understand that forgiveness both ways is a necessity in this life. And Holy Father God, thank you for not only forgiving us by your grace, but giving us the grace to forgive others. For you have made it clear to us, uh, your forgiving us and us not forgiving others will not work. And thank you for your Holy Ghost helping us crush and crucify our wicked, evil, and ungodly flesh on tonight. The old man within us and fill us, Lord, afresh and anew with the fullness and the power, the unction and the anointing, the fruit and the liberty, Lord of your Holy Spirit. Put a God in our hearts, our minds, our tongues, our attitudes, our temperaments that we would not sin against you. Deliver each and every one of us who are born again in my family and beyond. Lord, deliver us from temptation, evil and sin. Grant us, Lord, your grace, your strength, your unction, and your anointing, and the power of your Holy Spirit to love right, to live right, to think right, to do right, not only in church, but at home, uh, in the workplace, in every area of our lives. And put a God at our hearts, minds, tongues, attitudes, and temperaments that we would not sin against you. And Lord, uh, we pray that you will uh, help us to do this, for thine is the kingdom, 
the power, and the glory. Help us all to humble ourselves, uh, those of us who are saved, to pray, to seek your face, and to turn from our wicked ways in this sin-cursed world and get back to you, Lord Jesus Christ, our first love. We cannot do that without you, but give us that kind of heart, that kind of spirit, and help us to always be ready and looking for your return and looking for uh, all the time that we need to leave here. Help us to be prepared for it. In fact, Lord, I pray now a prayer that you gave me before the coronavirus plague hit uh, this world. Holy Father God, prepare us for good days and bad days. Prepare us for uh, uh, tribulations uh, and uh, prepare us, Lord, for uh, uh, weddings and funerals. Prepare us, Lord, for life and death. Prepare us, Lord, for tragedies and uh, uh, even victories. And, Lord, I do pray that you will prepare us for whatever may take place. That by your grace, we can get through it and go through it. Uh, for those of us who are saved victoriously, and no matter how painful it might be, help us also to remember the message last night, how that we as Christians, as Paul pointed out, are really the only bunch that can rejoice in infirmities trials, tribulations, and troubles it is the most amazing thing what you have put in us through salvation through your Son, Jesus Christ. And Holy Father God, I do pray for the salvation of the lost in my family tonight, for my own wife. I pray that uh, you will help her to lay aside her pride and to truly believe in you and not just be religious, uh, but lost. I pray the same for all of my family members on both sides of the family. Help them to realize that going to church and serving in church does not mean that they're saved and born again. I pray this for the people in this audience tonight around the globe and I pray Lord this for uh, uh, all people who are trapped in the mind set of thinking that doing things will get them saved or make them saved open their blinded eyes unstop their deaf ears Lord, I know it's uncomfortable for proud human beings to hear this, but I do pray that your Holy Ghost would not give them rest until they come to know you as Savior. So save those who are lost, revive those who are saved, 
heal those who are sick, comfort those who are grieving and mourning all around the world. In Florida, in the Ukraine, across this country and around the globe because of the coronavirus plague, which medical doctors know and nurses know is still uh, out there and taking hundreds of lives every day, even though uh, the happy talk people do not want to uh, bring that before the people. And Holy Father God, I do pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for those of us who are saved by your grace in my family and beyond. Lord, lift all of our burdens, cares, worries, anxieties, troubles, problems, and fears from our feeble hearts and minds and fill us with your peace that pass of all understanding, your joy unspeakable, your holy serenity and tranquility of mind and heart. And Lord God in heaven, I also pray tonight that you would deliver us who are born again and saved, Lord, from all uh, uh, distresses and afflictions. Uh, deliver us, Lord, from all tribulations, troubles, trials, temptations, tests, and tensions, but those things that are necessary in our lives, Lord, have them to remain until you break us, make us, and mold us. Those thorns in the flesh that we talked about last night, uh, by your grace. And, and thank you for giving us insight and understanding into that. Uh, for only a truly born-again person can endure that and understand that. And I give you the glory, praise, and honor for that and for the thorns in the flesh. And Lord God in heaven, I pray tonight, thank you for your joy and your peace. Your peace that passeth all understanding that you put in my spirit and in my soul and in my heart and mind, which was even recognizable when I was 19 years old. And it has never left me unless I have sinned against you and I thank you for your system of grace the mechanisms uh, that you put in us uh, to show us that you're not pleased your conviction uh, in our hearts and lives to keep us in line in line and so Lord I do pray that you deliver us tonight as well, those of us who are saved and born again, those who are with me in this prayer and they're praying themselves in this sin-cursed world, and they can see the dark clouds coming, whereas the world can't. And Lord, we pray for them, that you would open their blinded eyes, unstop their deaf ears. And Lord, deliver us who are saved by your grace from all spiritual, mental, physical, emotional, Family, financial, legal, student loan debt, student progress, problems, troubles, and difficulties that we're, uh, that we're facing. And we pray some of those prayer requests, even for others who don't even know you, for they need the relief. And Holy Father God, uh, I thank you, Lord, for remembering mercy and remembering grace, even in the midst of a time of chastisement and rebuke in the church, 
and punishment in the world, all designed by you for our good, that your children would come back to you and that those who are the children of the devil will believe in you. And Lord, I thank you, Lord, for allowing things to be as well as they are, for they could be worse. And because of how terrible we have been against you and towards you, it should be worse. And it's not worse because of your love, your mercy, and your grace. And Holy Father God, I pray, Lord, uh, tonight that you'll bless and protect all of my family and all of the families and the people uh, of the people in the audience. I pray for all of my children by name, Danny, Daniel, Danita, Danae, Daniqua, Daniel, Ezekiel, Danielle, Elizabeth, Duran, Danielle, and Quasia, and all other other, uh, offspring uh, as time goes on. And Lord, I do pray that you would bless and protect us all, including the people in this audience and Christian people everywhere, protect us all from ourselves, our flesh, and the devil, and the demons of hell, and from evil people in the family, evil people in the church, and evil people in the world. And Lord, prepare us all for heaven, saved and lost, and have your Holy Spirit not to give people rest until they come to know your Savior. Have all that I do and say here tonight to be done for your glory, praise, and honor, and for the lifting up of your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, in whose name we pray uh, tonight. Amen. Come and go with me to a land where I am bound. As an old black church arrangement. I believe it's a spin-off, if you will, on of on Jordan's stormy banks I stand. And we're standing on stormy banks tonight. Some can't see it. Some think it's a Disney ride, but it's not. It's a horrifying ride. Uh, If you really understand what is about to happen. I've been preaching on this uh, series and using some thoughts and ideas from the great and late Dr. John R. Rice, founding editor of the Sword of the Lord. And I believe that we're going to see the fourth change of leadership here soon of the Sword of the Lord. Dr. John R. Rice said, Preachers have left hungry 
souls, hungry-hearted people, ignorant about heaven. What is sad, ladies and gentlemen, is that most preachers have never preached on hell. And now we have a group of preachers today who don't even preach on heaven. We ought to think and preach about heaven far more than we do. Saints should rejoice because their names are written down in heaven and should think of the joy in heaven over one sinner that repents down here on earth that gets saved. If you were to get saved tonight, dear uh, lost sinner friend, heaven will rejoice. God will shout. Jesus will shout. The angels will shout. Glory. If just one sinner repents, sinners should be continually warned. They will miss the eternal joys and the eternal glories of heaven and will, like the rich man, lift up their eyes in hell, being in torment, if they do not repent and believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Now when I talk about repentance, uh, when a sinner gets saved, I believe that it all goes together. There was a time when preachers were confused about this. They, they would try to make wicked, evil, sinful men repent and then believe. God showed me that once a person believes, they understand instinctively that they are repenting. <clears throat> this is why you oftentimes hear people say, yeah, yeah, preacher, you're right, I, I hear you, but uh, let me go and get my life cleaned up and stop drinking this beer and stop uh, going to the club and running these women. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then uh, I'll come back and talk with you. That person will oftentimes end up in hell. That's a trick of the devil. But I want you to notice they instinctively know that when they go to Jesus, they must repent of their sins. They must turn around. There was a time when the preacher would walk by a porch. That's, this is in my lifetime. And if the guys were sitting on the porch shooting the breeze and cussing and drinking some Colt 45, they would put the Colt 45 behind their back and they would stand and they would uh, say, excuse us, preacher, excuse us, preacher. They, they knew they were wrong in the presence of the preacher. And they'll stop, they would stop cussing. And if they let one slip, the others would rebuke him. Man, this is the man of God. This is the pastor, man. You can't talk like that. Why? Because people instinctively know uh, when they're dealing with 
Jesus or a representative of the Lord trying to lead them to Jesus. They, they, they know instinctively that if they believe in Jesus, that means repentance. They know they're wrong. See, you need to understand that if a person goes to hell, it's not God's fault. I assure you, uh, God has done literally everything, even above and beyond his son suffering, bleeding, and dying on the cross for our sins, meaning God will send somebody by to witness to you. God will put move upon your heart by his Holy Spirit and will convict you of your sins. God has already put some things in you to make you uncomfortable when you sin and warn you your conscience is bothered. Your mind is troubled. All of that's God. God is the one who created you. You have a sense, even as a lost man or a lost woman, what's right and what's wrong. That's why you put the beer behind your back. That's why you stop your cursing when the pastor comes by. Even if he's driving by in the car and waves at you. And nobody can do that better than my dad, Bishop Daniel White, Jr. He had a godly love for all people. He couldn't even get out of the, down in the cut. That's where we lived at, down in the cut. Some of you black folk, you know what I'm talking about. Down in the cut, the, down deep down in the cut where they normally let black folks build houses, the white folks back in the day where when it flooded it hit you first on the other side of the tracks and we literally lived on the other side of the tracks. I grew up on dirt roads and I'm I'm only 62. I grew up on dirt road all of my life. I was born in Brooklyn, New York. We lived there for a while, Cement City, Concrete City, but we moved back to my dad's hometown. And we lived down in the cut. So when Hurricane so-and-so came, we had to come walking and wade in the water. We had to come out of the cut. But my dad could not even get out of the cut. He, he, because people would be stopping him while he's trying to drive, because on those bumpy roads, those dirt roads, you'd have to drive slow anyway. But he had his hand, it was summer, summertime, wintertime, didn't make any difference. He had his hand out, and he automatically, he had his hand out, hey, now, uh, all right now, brother, uh, okay, uh, what's, what's, what's going on, okay. He couldn't even get out of the cut. And, and, and people who were doing something wrong, they knew he was the, the reverend and uh, he was well known because he was he was one of the first black preachers on television 
they would hide their wine in their Boone's farm or whatever. And uh, Hello, preacher. Hello, pastor. Because they knew they were wrong instinctively. And you're doing some things tonight that you know you're wrong instinctively. You're guilty. You feel guilty. You're under conviction right now hearing this message. But it's up to you to trust in Christ and repent. This world is only an anteroom of the next. This short life is incidental. You understand? I mentioned that to you earlier. This short light is incidental compared with eternity. This world is not home to the true Christian believer. Not at all. Those of you who are saved and born again, you feel like you don't belong. It's all right. Don't worry about it. Stop trying to feel like you belong. You're never going to get that way. I, I have told young Christians for years, especially because they, they're the ones who are trying to fit in. They will do almost anything to fit in with the world and with the crowd. They, and they struggle and they worry what, and, and, and they're, they're concerned as to why they're not fitting in. They will do almost anything. I'm talking about, I'm talking about people who were saved and raised up with the Lord. They feel awkward. They feel out of place. They don't understand why the people don't like them. The young people don't like them. And they joke about them and so forth. Because you don't belong. This world is not my home. I'm just passing through. To somewhere beyond the blue. This world is not home to the born-again Christian. Here we are only sojourners, temporary dwellers in a foreign land. Our citizenship is not here, see. It is in heaven. Our treasure should be in heaven. Our thoughts should dwell lovingly and longingly on that sweet home of the departed saints of our Savior and of our Heavenly Father. Are you on your, your way to heaven? Are you bound to uh, go to heaven? If not, come and go with me to a land where I am bound. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Don't be worried and scared and fretting about the dark clouds you see. Uh, this whole world is coming to an end. Because of our sin and our evil and our foolishness. And so, dear friend, if you want to uh, go to heaven one day, 
and start your journey there being filled with God's peace and God's joy. Believe in his son, Jesus Christ, who said the most important words ever said in the history of the world to mankind. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Everlasting life in heaven with God, Jesus Christ, the angels, and the people of God. And avoid and shun going to that awful place called hell by simply believing in the Lord Jesus Christ. I should not have to tell you, but I will. You are a sinner, and so am I. And so is the Pope, and so is the Dalai Lama, and so is even Joel Osteen, as nice as he may be. And he would, be, he would admit it. We're all sinners. We all have done evil in God's sight. We all have broken his commandments, have we not? From the time we were uh, little toddlers and we refused to go to our parents when they called, we have a sinful nature which produces, manufactures sin, if you will, throughout our lives. And we have a tendency to love sin more than righteousness. No one had to teach you to be selfish. No one had to teach you even before you could speak how to lie when you had the cookie out of the cookie jar in your mouth and you shook your head, no, it's not in my mouth. We have sinned against God since we've been toddlers. The Bible says that uh, Babies come out of the womb telling lies. We have lied before, have we not? Tell the truth and shame the devil. We have stolen things that don't belong to us. I remember one time when I was in elementary school at Brinson Memorial Elementary School. Segregation had just ended. Some nice people came and brought some beautiful little red Bibles. And I was so wicked and evil. At that time, I was not satisfied with one. When everybody went out for recess, I went back and got another one. We all have sinned against God. We have lusted in our hearts and in our minds for people and things that don't belong to us and coveted what other people have. We have dishonored and disrespected and disobeyed our parents when God told us to honor them and to obey them. We have dishonored God and disobeyed God by using his name in vain, lying on God to cover our behinds, putting our Hands on the Bible and swearing in God's name, knowing 
that you were telling a lie. That's just five or six of the Ten Commandments that we have broken. That God wrote for the good of man. And because of our sins, the Bible says the wages of sin is death. God has never lied and God cannot lie. Jesus cannot lie. And this means that the reason why we die, the reason why you die, is because of your sins. Not just Adam's and Eve's. Don't get mad at them because we have committed way more sin than they committed. We die because of our sins. The Bible says it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this the judgment. Please understand that God, God wants you to, to really get a hold of this. He wants you to understand, he wants you to know that he is very loving. So much so he sent his only son to die for you and for me on a cruel tree. He was buried and rose on the third day. But if God will allow you to die, and this is universal, so... Uh, he does allow it for your sins to leave this beautiful, wonderful ball called earth rotating on nothing but the power of the word of God. Then that same God will allow you to go to hell if you choose to by not believing in his son, Jesus Christ, and repenting of your sins. And I want you to understand that once you believe in Jesus Christ, that means you are repenting of your sins. That means that you're not going to, your life is not going to be characterized by living in sin. That's impossible if you have Jesus Christ in your heart. Jesus Christ will help you to repent, I assure you. So believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. That's all God wants you to do, and he'll help you with the rest. If you don't believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and repent of your sins, you're going to die and go to hell one day. Not only will you die, but you're going to go to hell. Jesus Christ is the most loving man who ever lived on this earth because he is the Son of God, therefore he is God in the flesh. There's another name for Jesus Christ, Emmanuel, God with us, God in the flesh. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, suffered, bled, and died on the cross for our sins, was buried and rose on the third day. Why? Because of these words right here. To save our souls from hell, Jesus Christ preached more on hell than all of the prophets and apostles combined. Jesus Christ preached more on hell than most of the preachers living today combined. 
sad to say. And he preached more on hell than he did about heaven. Jesus Christ said these words in one of his classic sermons and messages found in Mark chapter 9 verses 43 through 48. And if thy hand offend thee, cut it off. It is better for thee to enter into life maimed than having two hands to go into hell into the fire that never shall be quenched. Where their worm dieth not and the fire is not quenched. And if thy foot offend thee, cut it off. It is better for thee to enter halt into life than having two feet to be cast into hell, into the fire that never shall be quenched, into the fire that never shall be quenched, where their worm dieth not and the fire is not quenched. And if thine eye offend thee, that means if your eye causes you to sin by looking at pornography and lusting after a beautiful woman, which Jesus said that if you lust after a woman in your heart, you have committed adultery already. Pluck it out. It is better for thee to enter into the kingdom of God with one eye than having two eyes to be cast into hell fire. May I say that it's going to be way better in God's kingdom than in hell with the devil. The, we can't even compare the two. Where their worm dieth not, and the fire is not quenched, lay aside your pride, lay aside your sin and your foolishness, and believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, my dear friend. These are just warning signs that you see in the world. God is lovingly trying to get you ready. As one preacher said, get ready, get ready, get ready. Do not take lightly the warning signs that you see and that you hear about. It ought to alarm you that there's a man who has already committed to using nuclear weapons and he talks about it every day. And some are saying that he wants, to, when, when, when he dies, some are saying that he wants to take the whole world with him. That ought to alarm you. When the U.S. government buys $300 million of radiation pills, that ought to alarm you. Do not take them lightly. Look over yonder and see the dark clouds coming. Get your soul saved. Get your family saved. Get mama and daddy saved. Everybody saved. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou you shall be saved. Hell, as you have heard from Jesus Christ himself, is a very real place. It is a literal burning hell. And if you want to be saved from that hell and go to heaven one day, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. For he said these words, the most important words, the most loving words, the most powerful words 
ever spoken to mankind in the history of the world. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, that is, perish in hell, but have everlasting life. Heaven is going to be sweet. Hell is going to be hot. If I were you, I would believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. That's all you have to do. Jesus Christ did not say to you, you need to join the church. Jesus Christ did not say to you that you needed to uh, shout and jump and run around the church or to take a chair in front of hundreds of people or receive the right hand of fellowship. Jesus Christ did not say that you needed to get baptized uh, to get saved. He did not say you needed to give a thousand dollar love offering or seed offering to get saved or give any money to the church to get saved. He simply said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. He was speaking of himself that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Dear friend, do it right now. This is your ticket. I assure you and I guarantee you there's nothing else in this world worth dying and going to hell over. Nothing. I don't care who she is. I don't care who he is. Nobody is worth going to hell over. When Jesus Christ has died for your sins. Was buried and rose from the dead. Believe in him. Right now. And then call on his name. For the Bible says. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord. Shall be saved. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou, you, shalt be saved. For Romans 10.9 says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou, you, shalt be saved. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Right now, dear friend, believing in your heart in the Lord Jesus Christ, who suffered, bled, and died on the cross for your sins, was buried, and rose on the third day. Let's pray to him. Repeat after me, phrase by phrase, as we pray the sinner's prayer. Believing in your heart in Jesus Christ. Holy Father God, in heaven. I acknowledge and I admit that I am a sinner and that I have done evil in your sight. For I have broken your Ten Commandments. I have committed those sins that the preacher talked about. For Jesus Christ's sake, please have mercy and grace upon my soul. And please forgive me of all of my sins. As I now believe with all of my heart in your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. 
who suffered and bled and died on the cross for all of my sins, was buried and rose on the third day by your power. Lord Jesus Christ, please come into my heart and into my spirit and save my wretched soul tonight. I believe in you. I believe that you died for my sins, was buried, and rose on the third day. Please come into my heart and into my spirit and save my soul. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to change. Help me to repent of all of my sins. Help me to turn from my evil lifestyle and to follow you in the newness of life. In Jesus Christ's name, I do pray and for his sake. Amen. Now, dear friend of mine, if you believed in the Lord Jesus Christ tonight and you prayed that prayer, the sinner's prayer with me uh, sincerely, then according to the Bible, the word of God, you are now saved from hell and you're on your way to heaven by the grace of God, not by anything you have done, but by faith in Jesus Christ. And so may I say to you, congratulations for doing the most important thing in life, and that is believing in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior. Congratulations on becoming a part of the family of God of many millions. Now, dear friend, to help you grow in the faith and to become a strong disciple and follower of Jesus Christ, please go to gospellightsociety.com and uh, get my free book titled What to Do After You Enter Through the Door. And read that book free of charge, and it will help you uh, to get on the right track and stay on the right track and become a strong Christian if you do what it tells you to do. Also, uh, email us and let us know that you got saved tonight, either on the email that's on your platform or you can email me directly at dw3gospellightsociety.com. And uh, also ask any questions you may have. Send in prayer requests as well. And, uh, and uh, we will uh, send more material to you as well to help you to grow in the faith.